So uh, allow me to read this psalm to us, and then I will um, uh, make a few comments about our psalm of the month. Psalm 52, beginning at verse 1, uh, excuse me, even before verse 1. To the chief musician, a contemplation of David, when Doeg the Edomite went and told Saul, and said to him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living. Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, Here is the man who did not make God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. If I were to give a title to this psalm, it would be The Boasting of the Wicked Will Come to an End. Uh, We are... You'll notice, given a historical context uh, for this psalm, and only a handful of psalms do this, and that, I believe, is for a reason, and that's obviously because the Holy Spirit deemed it useful for our better understanding of those psalms when that historical situation is given. The complete uh, story, uh, which is the backdrop for this psalm, is found in 1 Samuel chapters 21 and 22, which we will not have the time to go through and read through now, but allow me to just paint the picture for you and summarize it. Um, David is just beginning his journey at this point on the run from King Saul. David comes to Ahimelech, the priest, in Nob, where the tabernacle of the Lord currently resides. And David tells Ahimelech, that King Saul has ordered him on some private business that he is not permitted to speak about, which was a lie. David asks for some provisions, uh, and Ahimelech gives him some of the showbread from the tabernacle, you remember, and the sword of Goliath. And we know that Doeg the Edomite, who was one of Saul's servants, was there to witness the whole account. Well, later Doeg tells King Saul what had happened, but in a very deceitful fashion. If you examine that conversation closely, you will see that not everything that, you, that, Edom, uh, that, that um, uh, Doeg says is true. He insinuates that uh, Ahimelech purposefully helped uh, David against King Saul, uh, even though Doeg knew that Ahimelech the priest Um, was innocent of this very thing. Then, according to Saul's orders, Doeg personally saw to the ruthless murder of Ahimelech. 
You might remember that King Saul asked some of his guards that were close to him, go ahead and kill Ahimelech and the priests. And they said, we will not touch the Lord's anointed. They were not willing to do that. But then in 1 Samuel 22, 18 and 19, the king, that is King Saul, said to Doeg, you turn, kill the priests. So Doeg, the Edomite, turned and struck the priests and killed on that day 85 men who wore a linen ephod. Innocent men. Also Nob, the city of the priests, he struck with the edge of the sword. No reason for this. Both men and women, children and nursing infants, oxen and donkeys and sheep, with the edge of the sword, this Doeg gladly did at the order of King Saul. And this may, have been, this may have been even beyond the order of King Saul. What we have here is a very, very wicked man in Israel. And this then is the backdrop of this psalm. And all this psalm, although this psalm certainly has application beyond a man like Doeg the Edomite, this is who David has in mind when he writes this psalm. So it is a psalm of reflection or contemplation, as it says in the superscription uh, before the the psalm begins, uh, concerning the wicked actions of Doeg. Now, I'm beginning to see more and more as I study the psalms, as I study the Psalter, the importance of the place of each psalm within the Psalter, looking at the psalms that go before it, looking at the psalms that go after it. And if we want to think back for a moment to Psalm 50, just a a couple psalms before we were reminded there that God's ascended and anointed king would judge his people. You remember in verses 7 through 15 of that psalm, the king addressed his words of rebuke to the ardently religious in Israel. Remember, he addresses those first, those who were hypocritically religious, those who went through the motions but had no heart for the true spiritual worship of a living God. But then, in verses 16 through 23, the king addresses the blatantly wicked in Israel. Those who have consented with thieves and been partakers with adulterers. Those who have committed high-handed sins. And it mentions that in uh, verse 18, that they were partakers with thieves and adulterers. And then in verse 19 of that psalm, This is what it says further in Psalm 50, verse 19. You give your mouth to evil, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. This is exactly what Doeg did. So what we have in Psalm 51 is the proper response to the king's rebuke of a high-handed wickedness in Israel. In Psalm 51, the previous psalm, we have a psalm of repentance and of confession of sin for that sin of adultery mentioned in Psalm 50. Now, this is the righteous man in Psalm 51. This is the blessed man. This is the man who takes God's word to heart and responds appropriately, you see. But in Psalm 52, we have the response of the wicked in Israel who do not heed God's word, who do not care about God's word, who hate God's instruction and cast his words behind their back. That's what it says in Psalm 50. In fact, this is the notoriously wicked, kind of like those uh, wicked, deceitful, there's various people we could think of, but 
uh, I, the person that comes to mind is wicked and deceitful lawyers. We hear about who gladly defend those who are clearly and undeniably guilty and purposely oppose those who are in the right. The kind of person where you say to yourself, how can you sleep at night? But they do. They boast in their wickedness. As it says at the beginning of our Psalm 52, verse 1, Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? He says sarcastically. And then they have the audacity to show up to church on Sunday as if they have done nothing wrong. These are not the wicked criminals who are behind bars. These are the wicked who plot and scheme and get away with their crimes. Those who, because of their wealth and power, get away with their treachery. As it says in verse 7 of our psalm, Here is the man who did not make God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. And here the psalmist in Psalm 52 reminds himself and assures us that such ungodly and unrepentant wicked ones will not get away with this. Verse 5, God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living. But this is a psalm not only about the end of the boastful and deceitful tongue of the wicked, but in contrast to that, it is also a psalm about God's enduring covenant faithfulness. We see that contrast clearly in verse 1. Look at verse 1 again. Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. The goodness of God mentioned here, which endures continually, is that Hebrew word chesed, which is probably one of the most important Old Testament words. It's a word uh, that speaks of God's covenant faithfulness, His covenant loyalty, His constant and unending covenant love for His people. The same word is used again in verse 8. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy, in the chesed of God forever and ever. Thus, although the wicked may triumph for the moment, even as Doeg triumphed over Ahimelech and the others, yet God's steadfast love toward His people, who have been wronged by others, He will protect them and preserve them. God's anointed king will see to it that his people, those who are truly blessed, those who are the repentant, those who tremble at his word, those who are the righteous will inherit the earth, while the unrepentant, boastfully wicked like Doeg will be uprooted out of the city of the great king, out of Zion, out of the land of the living. And so with those thoughts in mind, let's go ahead and turn to Psalm 52 um, in our blue Psalters.